Welcome to the Leadership Live Podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Leadership Live. I'm here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. Vanessa, how are you? I'm great. Excited for our guest today on Leadership Live. First, he was our city manager, and now he is a staff member of ours at your Kingsport Chamber. Move to Kingsport's Jeff Fleming. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Did you know you're a legend in the city of Kingsport? No, not at all. I think he's been tagged Mr. Kingsport multiple times. In 90 seconds, tell us about Move to Kingsport's mission. It's to um, attract and retain and recruit talented people to move to Kingsport. Simple enough. You didn't even need 90 seconds. Well, it was was an outcome of the economic summit from 1999. And, you know, in terms of leadership, the whole idea of identifying a need, starting to work on it, and then continuing it for 23 years, I think is, is a pretty impressive story. Besides the usual talking points of what attracts people to Kingsport, what are some of the non-mainstream things that help solidify our city as a place so many new people want to move? You know, it's it's never the big things. People get wrapped around the axle over the one big reason why they move here usually. And usually it's just very mundane things. They're looking for a place that feels the right size, that feels a sense of community, that has great schools, that's accessible to you know a broad area like the eastern United States, has access to an airport. It's things like that. It's not a particular retail store. It's not, you know, Base Mountain. Oh, that's a that's an important part of the mix. So it's just a million little things. And I've just heard so many people say that I kept searching till I found a place that reminded me of the place I grew up. And I wanted that for my kids. I wanted that for my retirement. And they came here. You talk about reminding them of a place that they grew up and having kids here and families here. Yep. What is the key to keep generations coming back? Yeah. So the, the main reason anybody moves is a job. So jobs are paramount. But with the pandemic and the work from home opportunity that has opened up, you know, a, a whole new range for us to work on. So it all boils down to having a job if you want young folks to come back. That's the first thing. And then, but secondly, uh, we have a uh, kind of a an, another opportunity with the work from home uh, initiative. So you are a former Kingsport City Manager. I think you and Chris have a unique story just because he, you know, he worked with you for so many mm-hmm. years, and now he's got the realms of that. And you can really tell what kind of city manager you were just by the transition and how he's doing because he learned so much from you. With that, what are some of your favorite projects that were accomplished while you were our city manager? Let me back up just a, just a minute, though. You know, when I was like 23, 24 years old, I was invited to go through Leadership Kingsport, and I learned of the whole concept of community trusteeship. And I didn't know what that meant exactly, and I still struggled with it for years after I took the class. Basically, I can picture Doris Bush, you know, cupping her hands and saying, you're holding the community in trust. And, and I just felt like this immense sense of ownership. So everything that I worked on, I kept thinking, well, I've got to hand off to somebody else that's going to hold this community in trust. And so a goal has always been to have a long continuum of folks that are vested here that want to see the place succeed, not just a resume builder or something like that. So in terms of my particular career with the city, the first big project that I ever worked on was annexation. And so Lynn Garden, Westview, Cooks Valley, Colonial Heights, going around and talking to folks who live right in our own backyard, it's kind of the same move to Kingsport story. You're giving them the pitch of why it is beneficial to live in the city of Kingsport. And in those days, those were referendums. So they had to vote to be included. So, you know, you you had to really work to earn their vote. And uh, and so that was, um, I always enjoyed that because I felt like that time shaped my general 
view of, I had to know a little bit about everything, police, fire, public works. You know, I wasn't just a planner. I wasn't just a zoning person. I had to know a little bit about everything and be able to be conversational about it. And then when I said it, I had to live with the consequences. I couldn't just put hollow statements out there and then them come back to me and say, you told us this and you did that. And that didn't happen. So fast forward to when they were talking about making me city manager and they said, what are you going to do when you get fussed at? And I said, fussed at? I've been fussed at my whole life. And I said, I said, how's your family going to react? And I said, I have had to live with the consequences of every good or bad choice I've ever made in my entire life. I never left this community. Everybody remembers everything I ever did or didn't do. <laughs> so, you know, it's a... It's just a different situation that city managers don't normally face because they are typically like what I call Methodist ministers. They go on a circuit riding every five years. They move to another city and and they just they get a do over. I never got a do over, but what I did get is the ability to watch the fruit of any labor I ever did, either bear fruit or not. You know, and so I was I was always grateful for that opportunity. I love that. So before you get into your next question, because I love that one, let's talk about your family a little bit. Give us a description of Christy okay. and give us an update on Zach and Caitlin. Okay. So Christy, uh, she's from Nicholsville, Virginia, just across the state line. I was I'm five years older than her, so I thought that was an eternity back in the day, you know. Uh, turns out that's not that big a deal now. But uh, she came to work her, her father passed away unexpectedly while she was in high school and so she didn't want to leave her mom and go to college. So she came to Drawn's Junior College down on Center Street and took a secretarial course. And she became an intern for the city manager's office. And I was an intern in the planning department. And we met at City Hall. And I just remember always thinking, I mean, I knew from the moment I met her that she was the one. You know, it was her spirit, her kindness, just everything about her. Aside from the fact that she was physically attractive, I just knew that that's who I wanted to be the mother of my children. You forgot the sense of humor part. Oh, yes. Huge (laughs) sense of humor. They had, you know, they still talk about that at City Hall, oh, how much fun they had. Oh, she's precious. <laughs> and uh, But they did, they had a great time and, uh, you know, work should be fun. I mean, it's serious, obviously, but it should be fun. And she became Hunter Wright's secretary and, and you know, to this day, you know, he turns 87 in May and he calls and checks on her and, you know, and uh, she really only spent probably 10 years at the city before decided to stay home to, to watch the kids. And we were glad we were able to do that and that, that Kingsport was affordable enough that we could make that happen. So we raised our kids, you know, they were products of City Hall. They've been raised at Trash Buster events and fun fest and sports you know it's just anything and everything about Kingsport they've been in, in the mix of and you never know how they're going to respond Zach went off to Carson Newman and played football got a degree in religion and then uh, he called us up one night and said uh, dad they took us to a movie in Knoxville and it was uh, it was about being a good father it was uh, courageous you may remember those mm-hmm. movies and we had to come back and talk about it and he said I looked around the room and I saw all these like physically chiseled athletes in tears and I could understand why they were so upset. And he said it, it boiled down to they were just basically saying, I never knew my father. My father never showed any interest in me. And he said, I thought everybody had somebody in their corner like you and mom. I didn't know that. And he said, I, I think I want to change my major to education because I want to help kids in school. If I go into youth ministry, I have to wait for them to come through the doors of my church. But if I'm in the school, I can meet them where they are. And if they have you know needs that aren't being met at home, I can maybe I can counsel them and help them. And he has flourished in that environment and just loves being here. Um, 
Caitlin is about to finish up her periodontal degree uh, at the University of Louisville, and uh, she went to ETSU, didn't want to go to ETSU, and we had a conversation. I said, what do you want to study? And she said, something healthcare related. I said, honey, ETSU is healthcare related. That's your other option in Tennessee is Memphis. And so she plugged herself into the community there. She joined a sorority. She did the Brenda White Wright Emerging Leaders Academy. She met a bunch of former volleyball players that she played against across the state that she didn't think would come to our area for school, like Ravenwood mm-hmm. and Cookville and all that. And so, uh, but she's about to finish up, but she'll have 11 years of college in addition to the 12 years of secondary school. That's wow. how long it takes to get that degree. So <laughs> she just finished the LA Marathon this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never met a challenge that she hasn't risen to the occasion for. I'm so proud of her. I often see you walk by her house as a proud grandfather. Yeah. Yep. What is one of your favorite things to do that absolutely spoils a grandchild? Wow. In my opinion, the, the one-on-one time that I get with Kylie in the mornings on the way to school and then picking her up and coming back. And, uh, you know, she has dubbed me App because you know, we tried to make it Papaw, but she made it App. And then now it's it evolved into Appy, and which sounds kind of like happy. And so I like that. Uh, and so it's just the conversation, just daily conversations that we have on the way to and from school and just the big stories that she likes to tell. You know, that that's the real joy for me in, in dealing with them. Because, again, it's kind of like the move to Kingsport story. There's not one single thing. It's just like the daily things that if they weren't here, you'd miss forever. You know, and you only have them, you know, after they pass four years old, it's school starts and sports and and you just, it's a very different thing. So I'm very grateful to have the time. What are your thoughts on carpool line? (laughs) We haven't had to deal with that yet. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, we like to ask all of our guests if they were to write an autobiography, what the title would be, what would yours be? You know, I think it would be something like a sense of place or the place that made me or something to that effect, because I think there's a, there's a big connection in who you are and how the place you grow up pulls that personality out of you and uh you know jeff mccord wrote a column one time that talked about living in east tennessee it's like you walk on the soil and it's almost like you know up through your feet and legs come the sweetness of the, the soil and that's sort of how i feel about this area as we wrap up we like to ask our guests five rapid questions paper or plastic paper on a scale of one to ten how good are you at wiffle ball oh zero <laughs> Do you own a bicycle? Yes. Is it grammatically proper to capitalize the names of seasons? Yes. If you were to write a journal, would you use paper or a computer? Oh, oh, computer. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Mr. Kingsport, for being here. Oh, absolutely. Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts? No, we appreciate you, Abby. Well, thank you. Thank you. We'll see everybody next Friday. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Honda Kingsport. Leadership Live is available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.